like I said, I have none other than comedian, writer, Brown joining us on Sonia on Air. Miss Coco, how are you, my love? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Every time I, I run into you, you're always smiling. You have this energy that I just want to touch and rub all over my body. So thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> now, let's just start. I'm so happy that you've returned to season two of Fox's 911. Tell us about your role as call a price on the show um you know i'm i'm just as happy i was able to come back you know um but when the storyline kind of went in a different direction the first season i didn't know kind of where carla stood but you know um i'm grateful that they saw that she was a part of the show and Mm -hmm. um her character uh needed to be a part of the show so now you know they have carla taking care of eddie's special needs son, Christopher, Uh which is so awesome because um, I've been very fortunate that even in the first season, I've had people that I could talk to to do the research on what it took for a nurse to take care of a person with these, you know, conditions. Like the mother the first season had Alzheimer's and dementia. I have a girlfriend, that's what she works with. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a nurse and she works with patients with Alzheimer's and dementia. So I was able to pick her brain and now working with um, Christopher's character, you know, and, and him being special needs. I have a girlfriend who works with special needs children. So I was able to talk to her and do the research. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to play these roles authentically, but I'm mm-hmm. grateful that we're putting these, you know, uh, storylines out there because yeah. these people have a voice too. Yeah, that's so true. And what's so different for me in your role, I really haven't seen you in a role such as this, where you are taking care of someone with special needs. What has been the biggest takeaways for you as you uh, explore this role in more detail? You know, being around this child, um, whenever we're filming, it just puts things in perspective for me. Yeah. I mean, he has no idea um, that he's special needs. Mm. He's just a happy kid that uh, takes life each moment that it comes, and that teaches me, mm-hmm. you know, to just live in the moment yeah. and stop stressing about what's tomorrow or what was yesterday. So, um, you know, that's what I've been taking away from, you know, being in this role as Carla Price and working with this incredible cast is that, you know, first of all, it's like being in a master class. I mean, just watching everyone work. but. Right. Um, especially working with the little boy has been just an eye opener for me to just kind of live in the moment. That was a lesson for me. I just had an aha moment just listening to you speak because sometimes society gives us labels and I'm glad Mm -hmm. that the little boy, um, he says, you know, even though you've defined me and you say that, you know, I have some sort of disability, 
I'm living my life like a normal person. So Mm -hmm. that's the biggest takeaway for me, too. So thank you for shedding light about that. Let's just talk about your transition from a comedian to an actress. What was the defining moment where you said, I need to evolve who Coco Brown is? You know, actually, it's been recent. Um, It's funny that you you would ask me that. Because I'm kind of at a crossroads transformation, kind of uh, ripping the Band-Aid off mm-hmm. moment right now in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was acting, I've been acting since I was 10 years old. Oh. Um, I did my first play when I was 10 years old. So acting has always been something that I loved. I just never thought in a million years it would be something that I could make a living out of. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I went to college and minored in theater, it was because I loved theater, I loved acting. But I majored in what I thought would be my career. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I, I I minored in what would be I thought would be my hobby, mm-hmm. and it's funny how it's kind of flipped, and um, you know, so when I began to do stand up comedy, it was just more of a freedom. It was kind of like reinventing myself mm-hmm. and seeing how many people can I be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, in terms of these characters and what I can bring to the stage, and then you know when I really began to understand my voice on stage and what I was you know, trying to get a point, you know, across what was my point of view, then it was like, you know, well, I want to take this to the screen. You know, I want to be able to bring what I did back when I was a child to what mm-hmm. I've learned throughout the years of being an adult, to what I've learned from being a comic, um, and, and bring that into the, you know, onto the screen, whether small or big. And uh, it's like now, it's so funny, I've done that. But now I'm in a transition that, um, it's funny, God has a way of speaking to me um, mm-hmm. in a way, not to get all religious or whatever. But no, that's perfectly he, fine. He, 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 he changes my path on me. And mm-hmm. the thing is, when it, when it gets difficult, it's because I'm fighting it, yes. but I'm not fighting it anymore. Yeah. So I don't even know where I'm going right now, but mm-hmm. I know it's on a different path. I hear that. You know, one of the biggest lessons for me this past summer was just to let go. And it feels as if you're just falling without a net. But you just have to be confident that, you know, God has always picked you back up whenever you fall in. So you have to trust in those past experiences that God has opened up for you and trust that he's going Mm -hmm. to catch you again. So, yeah. So that was one of the biggest lessons for me, too. Absolutely. I mean, you have to let, I mean, as simple as it sounds, let go and let God yeah. I mean, and get out of your own way. So true. I think that's a lot of our problems. We get in our own way because we have a, a vision in our head, what we think it looks like. Yeah. And we miss possibly miss opportunities and, and moments mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like what we have in our head. So you have to get to a point where you have to clear your head so that whatever it looks like will be new to you yeah. and you, you're, not, you're not looking for it. So speaking about missing opportunities and being fearful of letting go, but trying to let go, what has been one of the biggest opportunities that you've missed because you just were fearful of letting go? Ooh, probably marriage, a real marriage. Mm. I mean, um, you know, I, I was married, uh, and I believe that marriage was a marriage of desperation. Mm-hmm. It was a marriage of fear because I was getting older. I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to have kids. I wanted to be married. Um, it wasn't a marriage of love and, and, and realness. It was a love of fear. You know, it's a shame to say sometimes I really believe my, my ex-husband could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. At that point in my life, what I was trying to do. And, um, of course, it blew up in my face because you should never try to manipulate something that should be divinely made. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I think because I put so much energy into this business mm-hmm. and so much focus that I had tunnel vision mm-hmm. that I may have missed the love of my life mm-hmm. yeah. focusing on this business. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have I given up hope? Absolutely not. Right. But um, what I've seen is left. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. High five. I'm good. I've got two dogs, honey. At least I know they're dogs, you know? <laughs> But, you know, I, I, I totally understand. And this is resonating with me. And I'm sure, you know, so many people tuning in. I'm a woman who's also just focused on my career that I'm currently in this phase of let me just see if there's a space and opportunity to explore love. And what I've been privy to, I'm just like, is this what dating is all about? So I just want to just talk about, you know, some things that we need to be mindful of before we enter into any type of relationship with a man. Now, yeah. <laughs> how soon is it too soon for a man to send you penis pictures? First and foremost, unless I ask for them, don't send them. <laughs> right. That's the first order of business. And then I really think at some point we're too old for that. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. It's, you know, I don't know if this is internet radio or regular radio. <sighs> it's internet. But if your testicles hang below your knees, <laughs> it is not a picture you should be sending. <laughs> Period. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, because I asked that because just twice this week, I I call it, you know, I'm auditioning guys and we haven't even gone out on dates and two guys sent me pictures of their penis. I'm like, is this what happens in 2018 when you're dating men? And I had to tell them this is inappropriate. And because of that, I have to let you go because you not even coming into this in a, in a right space and treating me like the queen that I am. Oh no, I've cut the point is, and, and men, if you're listening, listen well, every woman Ain't the hoe that let you get away with Talk about it. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Yes. Judge us accordingly to who we are. Yeah. Stop facing because you got away with slut Susie over here. (laughs) That you can do that to every chick you meet. It does not work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're right. That's the problem. You've got a lot of thirst buckets out here Mm -hmm. who are, oh my God, I know you're thinking, look at you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And now they think every chick is going to be like that. Yeah. No, some of us have class. Yes. Yes. But they want to treat us like we're all the same. We're raised right. Yeah. So no, do not send a penis pic unless I ask for it. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Lesson number one for all you men. Do not send a penis pic unless we ask for it. Now, you also have a son. How soon is it? to introduce your son or if you have a a child speaking to anyone out there to the person that you're dating how soon is it too soon to introduce your child to the person you're dating you know it's funny um when my son was a baby Mm -hmm. like i left my ex i left my marriage when my son was seven months old oh wow and when i went on my first date uh he uh was a year and a half Mm -hmm. almost a year and a half when i went on my first date where i was like okay I need to get back out here and just test the water, see what's out here. Right. And I ended up dating this guy for about maybe seven months. Mm -hmm. And he met my son about three months in. Okay. But he was never left alone with my child. Uh Uh-huh. He was always in my presence with my child, you know. Um, And, you know, that was fine because at that time my child was a baby. 
mm-hmm. he wouldn't remember you. Right. Now that my child is six, he has not met anyone I dated. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can remember them. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I don't need him, you know. I mean, first of all, I just think that's nasty. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> but I think that um, for him, because I know that we've dealt with the uh, father abandonment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely cannot bring men in and out of his life. He's still processing where his daddy is. Yeah, yeah. And how do you help him so process out of that? Respect for that. I'm, I'm trying to give my child a moment. He needs to heal on that. Right. But what he ain't gonna do is see a, 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 a rotating door, a revolving door of men in his mommy's life when he's trying to process it why his daddy ain't come back. Right. You know what I mean? But you know, just so, to give our listeners more a context, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the man that you married, you had eventually found out that he was already married to someone else. Is that true? Yes. So how did yeah. you find that out? I, I married the last bigamist on earth. Yeah, I'm sure there's still more out there. Trust. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, but how did you, you know, find I that felt, out? I felt like Thelma in good times when that happened. Oh, oh I remember that episode. You took it remember back. Yes, Coco. Like yeah. yeah. I had a JJ on Malona who found out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what was your support system like when you found out that the man that you decided to, that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with was married to someone else? What was your support system? It's funny that you would say that the people that I thought would have ran to my aid Hmm. and been a shoulder for me to cry on were not available. Wow. Who showed up were people who literally had just come in my life. Wow. Or had been just acquaintances in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird that the people that I thought were going to be the, the, the people that were really going to have my back and be there for me weren't. It's, but, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but I ended up creating some lifelong friendships during yeah. that transition because there were people that had my back and were the shoulder for me to cry on and the, the ear for me to vent to mm-hmm. and, you know, during that period. But, you know, I don't even think that's a sad thing, Coco, because I what I've learned in in my life is the people who abandoned me when I was in the valley, I knew that where God was going to take me next, he had to get rid of that baggage because I couldn't have those people around me because I needed to fly higher. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that he showed me who those snakes were. So that was a blessing in disguise for you. I believe that. I believe that. I always say if God removes somebody from your life, let him. Yeah. And it's like sometimes he doesn't remove. He just puts them on a lower priority level. Right. Right. You know, because sometimes you can't remove family. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can't remove family. Talk about it. You can definitely deal with uh, their priority in your life. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny that... um, if, if anything, my kid has learned that it's, he's six years old and he understands the concept of reason, season, and a lifetime. Already is six years old. Already. 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 Because yeah. he's had to deal with it. And I've had to explain it to him. And mm-hmm. I've had to, you know, let him know this is why this person is gone or why this person is still here. Mm-hmm. And he gets it. It's crazy as it seems. At six years old, he gets it. He gets it better than some adults I know. Right, right. So now do you approach, you know, any type of situation or relationship as you are auditioning men 
with a certain level of paranoia or are you just, you know, it's like, let me just see where this goes. See, that's the thing. You know, if I cannot fathom you raising my son, yeah. there's no point in me entertaining you. Right, right. I'm, I, the days of me just, you know, having friendly sessions mm-hmm. are over. Yeah. Like, I did that in my 20s and my 30s. Yeah, we called them drive-bys. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the friends with benefits. That was cute in one of my 20s and 30s. But I'm so grown. I'm like 15 years. I'm, I'm 14 years shy now of an AARP okay. magazine. I need to grow up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like I'm, 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 I'm 15, 20 years away from Kit Neal and Bingo. Like I cannot <laughs> be acting like no little flitty little girl out right. here throwing around the stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No more guys who introduce themselves as you know. Hey, you know, my name is uh, Ray Ray. Can I get your real name? You know, how about that? Let's let's not get the street names anymore because we're women of a particular age and we want men of a particular age and mindset as well. So, you know, there are certain things that come along with that. I don't know how that. old you are, but I know, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I'm 46. I just turned. Me too. But black don't crack. People say I look like I'm in my 30s all the time. I was saying that, Coco, you know, a few moments <laughs> before you came on, I said, I don't know what Coco is doing, but she is definitely looking like Coco Butter. So whatever she's going through, <laughs> she's polished herself up and she said, you good know, well, let's get All it. All I can say is good jeans. Both of my grandmothers <laughs> died in their 80s and both women look like they were in their early 50s. Wow. You know, like good jeans. I can say on both sides. But um, it, I, I feel like the, 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 the age group that we're in or that I'm in, right. I get more sense out of the younger ones. Yeah. Yeah. I get more con um the older ones I don't have any daddy issues like that. Mhm. So, um that's probably why it's taking me a lot harder to make it in this business because you know, I didn't live in my car and I don't have daddy issues, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got to have a story. I've got a story, yes. but mine ain't that one. Like, right. What a particular blueprint of a story for you to make it in this business. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't live in my car. And <laughs> you know, and my daddy didn't abandon me. My daddy's still sitting in a lazy boy watching Andy Griffin in the house. Mine too. Right now. Mine too. <laughs> okay. So come on. You know, he calls me and wants to talk about Texas Walker, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger at three and a half. But <laughs> I'm like, daddy, you know, it's a rerun. But it's crazy that I tend to, Attract men younger than me. Because mm-hmm. I do believe I have a young spirit, but I'm not immature. You do. Cool. You do. But I have a young spirit. I mean, I have a six-year-old. Yeah, he keeps you young so as I well. I have to pass through my young spirit. I'm on the floor playing Hot Wheel. <laughs> you you you're playing Hot Wheel, you said? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I was playing Duck, Duck, Goose with my daughter, so trust, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, okay. You said you were playing Hot Wheels with your son? Yeah, it's like, you know, I have to have a young spirit. Yeah, you do. That's what keeps me young. My daughter keeps me very, very young. Exactly. So I I tend to attract younger men. Uh Uh-huh. But it seems like they have more sense than men my age. How much younger are you attracting them, Coco? How how young? Honey, I've gotten them as young as 22. Ow. What you going to do with that? Not a thing (laughs) to point them in the direction of one of my nieces. (laughs) I know. I don't want them that young either. There's still some Similac on your breath. I don't want that. No, your credit score you ain't that good. No, can talk about the new edition Heartbreak Tour. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely I hear you. not. 
No, me and your mother can talk about drinking Boone's Farm, y'all. <laughs> Not the Boone's Farm. How about the Cisco? How about that? We can talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> we can't do that. Know all the words to friends about Houdini. No, yeah, no, we can't do that. So what type of man are you looking for? Now, I wouldn't say looking, but how? what type of man will you accept in your life? You know, first of all, I want a man that knows God. Yes. Okay, and I'm not saying I want no holy roller beating me over the head with a Bible, no. Right. Because mama, you know, the, the good Lord knows my heart. He knows my mouth ain't caught up yet. Right. <laughs> so I don't need no holy roller. Right. But I need a man that understands that we are, we're going to always fall short, and it's okay to pray. Yeah. I would love a man that prays with me and prays for me. Yes. But I also, you know, I want a grown man. Mm-hmm. I want a man that understands his responsibilities of, of being a man. Right. You know, so many, I hear so many horror stories about how a lot of these young girls don't know how to hold a man accountable. Hmm. And they're letting them get away with stuff. I met a 47-year-old man that had no idea he's supposed to open a door for a lady. I believe it. My six-year-old had to check it. You I know believe it. Like, Bruh. <laughs> I believe it. But, you know, one thing I do want to ask you as it relates to what type of man will you accept in your life? And this is something that we don't talk about enough and we're always getting bashed for it. Does a man have to make a certain amount of money in order to be with you? No. And I know. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I've said it and I'm going to say it again. You may not meet me dollar for dollar, but you will meet me hustle for hustle. There you go. Do you get up every day and yes. try to strive yes. to make a means to take care of yourself and your family? Right. Do you do something every day towards your goal or your dream? Like, you need to make some money. Absolutely. See, love ain't free. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, we got bills over here. Yeah. But yeah. at the same token, I would be happy if, 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 if I made a million and my man made 28000 if that man said, babe, I got the cable bill and, I, and I'm taking out the trash and the yard is immaculate and, you know, he's you know, being a good father. Baby, you know what? We got a million twenty eight thousand. OK. <laughs> yes. but and a clean yard. Is, <laughs> I mean, you know, but don't get me wrong. I don't want a man that's working so hard for that twenty eight thousand that he can't live a life. True. True, true, true. We got to have a life, too, baby. We got we, we, we to gotta be able to detox and say, well, honey, let's just ride on down to Savannah for a couple of days and just regroup, you know. I don't want to hear, well, I got to make this 50 an hour. No, true. Wait, hold up, hold up. True. So, we, we, we've got to have a plan. At some point in your life, like I said this on another show, uh-huh. a lot of people understood what I said, and some took it offensively, but I'm like only a hit dog holler. Mm-hmm. But after a certain age, you should have some establishment in your life of what you've been doing. Right. Right. For the time you've been on this earth. Right. And I'm meeting a lot of men my age that just ain't got it together. Nope. And I'm like, nothing what but a bus pass. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. You're so I'm right. I'm not saying you got to be driving a Bentley, but you should be driving something. Right. Or you can call that I'm Uber. I'm not saying you should be living in a 5,000 square foot house, but you should have the keys to something with your name on it. Right. Right. Instead of the keys to my yeah, apartment because you don't have nowhere to go. Have a black American Express card, but you better have a rush card. <laughs> rush. I'm just saying. Come on. It's time to grow up, people. But okay, just one last question. We do have to wrap this up. And we talked about, you know, money really isn't a factor. How about penis size? Does that matter? I mean, yeah, of course. Oh, oh okay. I just want to know because, you know. I be wrong. I ain't saying I want a horse. <laughs> right. I don't want to shift my uterus. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to be in traction. <laughs> 
<laughs> but at the same token, I guess I want a man that'll take the time to learn my body and what pleases me. Yes. Because if I'm going to do that for you, I would expect you to do that for me. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's sexual energies are different. Yeah. yeah. And who, you, who you're compatible with, it just depends. But you've got to get to know that person. Some men think that just one method is good. I'm like, baby, every woman's different. Right. Don't bang, 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 bang. Me? Uh-uh. We don't want to do that. Or something, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's just certain things, yes, I do require. I, w- I would want to be pleased sexually, but what have you done for the rest of me? Because right. I'm going to tell you something. I'm past the point of, of, of good you-know-what yep. being all I need. Exactly. Exactly. You I know, need a whole I lot more. I got three in my top drawer to keep me straight. I, you better come. You better come with something else. <laughs> I love it, Coco. Your energy is always amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. Sorry about the little technical difficulties. Oh, it, it happens. It happens. I'm going to be tuned in as I am every single week to nine one one. I'm glad that you joined Thank the season, you. and Thank I'm you. encouraging everyone tuning in to support Coco Brown on this season of Fox's nine one one. You have an amazing day, and please Thank hug your son for me. I will. You do it. Hug your daughter for me. Thank you. You take care, Coco. Bye-bye. All right. God bless. God bless you, too. Bye-bye.